Thanks for listening to the Lovejoy United podcast from Lovejoy United Presbyterian Church in Wood River, Illinois. We are a welcoming community of faithful disciples committed to filling Christ's example, joyfully serving through compassion, mission, justice, and all-inclusive grace. To learn more, go to our website, lovejoyupc.org. Our Old Testament reading today comes from the prophet Isaiah, the 40th chapter. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Comfort, oh, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his name and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It was during my years of schooling that in addition to fire drills and tornado drills, that schools began to add active shooter drills to students' repertoire of emergency preparation. Unfortunately, these are just par for the course for many students these days. And just five short months after the Virginia Tech shooting, I found myself sitting in a college freshman orientation session learning what to do should, God forbid, something like this happen on my campus at NC State. On her computer, the safety officer played the awful pulsing sound that would blast all over campus from towers and buildings to warn us of an imminent threat. And after explaining the lockdown procedure, she told us to hold tight, to sit and wait until we heard the all clear sign, which she played next for us. I recognized the song it played. It was the Westminster Chimes which I knew really well from the clock in my grandparents' den. Months went by after that training without me giving any of this information a second thought. 
until late one afternoon, I was sitting in class and that pulsing sound began to blast through the building into our ears. And the teacher locked the door and turned off the lights and ushered us all into a corner of the room that was out of sight from the windows in the door. And we sat there, panicked, worried, disoriented. We waited what seemed like an eternity in the throes of danger for all we knew. Listening and praying for those Westminster chimes to ring out a message of safety and hope. We waited and waited. And it finally did. I've never been happier to hear those sounds. Later, we learned that there was an armed robbery that had taken place at a gas station near campus, and fortunately, no one was hurt, and there was this huge feeling of relief around campus. But that in-between time felt like it lasted for an eternity. The time between that shrill alarm and that triumphant chime, between disaster and danger and safety, between forsakenness and advent and salvation. That is Advent time. I imagine you have had one of those experiences of being in the in-between yourself. Maybe it's after a biopsy or a surgery, but before the results have finally come in. The time after a big fight with your spouse, but before an apology has been issued. The time after a job interview, but before they called you back to let you know what they were thinking. The time after a pandemic turns our whole lives upside down, but before a vaccine makes its way to us. We are an advent in between kind of people waiting for the all clear chime so that we can breathe again and rest comfortably. Isaiah chapter 39, which comes right before our reading today, is that shrill warning sign to God's people. The days are surely coming, warns the prophet, when everything that is in your house and everything that your ancestors have stored up into this day shall be carried off to Babylon. Nothing shall be left. Everything that you know will be destroyed. And thus begins an in-between Advent time of 70 years or more where God's people were exiled in the foreign and hostile land of Babylon, keeping their heads down low, holding their breath, hanging on to the hope that they might someday return home. They are sitting in that waiting time of danger, of advent, listening for the all clear. You've got to know what it's like to hold your breath in one of those in-between times before you receive the diagnosis, before you hear the all clear, before you can really come to understand our reading today, Isaiah 40. These are not just abstract words of comfort. They're not just beautiful poetry, but they are the Westminster chimes for the people of God who have been waiting for generations in a time of exile. These words from Isaiah are letting them know that help is coming, that violence is ending, that disease is healing, and that relationships are mending. 
that their God is finally on their way to help them. In their dark corners of despair and exile, the captors hear these words from Isaiah. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to them. You can almost hear the breath exhaling, the jaws unclenching. In the wilderness, prepare a highway for the Lord to come and meet them, to fill in the potholes of hardship and pain and brokenness, to blast away the mountains of sin and pride. And then once everything has been cleared away, they will be able to see the glory of the Lord revealed to them. Like the first rays of sunlight bursting forth over the horizon of the night sky, all people shall see God's glory together. Here is your God, O Israel, coming with might to feed the flock, to heal the sickness, to stop the violence, to release the captives, to gather all into the divine arms of mercy and lead them and lead us to peace. This is the good news. It's the kind of news that brings a deep sigh of relief to people who have been under oppressive rule for years and years and years. It's the kind of news that gives you your first good night's rest after decades of worrying. It's the kind of news that even in a pit of despair gives you permission to hope for a better future. It's the good news that the God who created us is also the God who will stick with us through thick and thin in order to redeem us and lead us into newness of life. Think about one of those moments when you have been waiting in the in-between time. Remember what it was like for your heart stop for your jaws to clench, for your breath to be held in your lungs, for that worry, for that endless waiting. Think too about the sign of peace, the all clear that brought that period to an end. There have been billions of these little all clear signs to let us know that the wait is open. They have been signs as simple as a phone call from estranged friend reaching out to you to connect again. And they have been signs that are so big, like peace treaties between nations that end threats of imminent nuclear war. But all of these signs, little and big, are all clear signs that point to something even bigger. They point to the one all clear sign that rings out loud above all the others, and that is the sign of the coming of Jesus Christ. He is our Westminster chime that will ring forever and ever. He is the one who assures us that we need not wait nor despair any longer in the face of troubles and hardship, even in the face of death. Even while we wait in some ways this Advent for help, the good news of Jesus Christ is that help 
has already come in the form of a savior guiding us, leading us, and that we need not wait to go ahead and find hope and comfort in Jesus Christ right now, even as we await for an end of the waiting, the end of the pandemic, the end of the disease, the end of our concern, Jesus is already making a highway for us toward a hopeful future. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. But comfort is not the only message we receive in this text today. Sometimes we can feel so comforted, so warm and enveloped in that goodness and mercy that we miss that God is asking us to do something with that comfort. We miss that after God's comfort, God's people, God tells us to go up to a high mountain and to be the herald of good tidings for others. We're called to lift out our voice in strength without fear and tell those who are still waiting that their God is coming to save and to lead and to comfort. It's not enough just to sit in the corner and to take a deep breath after the Westminster chime of safety. We're called to do more, to throw open the doors and to yell at the top of our lungs that God is here. We who have been comforted by God now must become the comforters of others. We who have seen the light of Christ shining in the darkness are called to bring that light to the darkest places of our world and bring hope. In just a little bit, we will have the joy of singing together the old spiritual Go Tell It on the Mountain, which is both a Christmas song, but it's also an Advent song. Like so many spirituals, this hymn was composed not by a musical composer, but by slaves who were singing for hope against hope in the face of their oppression and enslavement. While they sat there maybe in their shackles, in the fields getting whipped and beat down, they sang the good news of Jesus Christ, that there was hope for them and hope for the world. And so even while they were enslaved, they couldn't help but go to the highest mountain and sing out, Jesus Christ is born. That is our task today. Because we have received this good news, we're called to climb our towers, to reach out over the internet, over the phone, over whatever way we can that is safe and say, we do not need to despair. Hope is on the way because Jesus is here. So go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Thanks for listening. Remember, love God, love neighbor, love joy.